Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Rabbi Aaron Eisman and this is a DIY Judaism podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because we are going to ask a foundational question that every person should ask themselves in order to live a successful life. And here's a question. Are we better than Pharaoh? This week's Torah portion talks about Pharaoh, and we read the story, and we think, what was he thinking? Here, God turns over the whole Egypt with the ten plagues, the blood, the frogs, the lice, the wild animals, the pestilence, like just, just a, a complete, open miracle after miracle, and Pharaoh seems to not get the point. How could Pharaoh miss such blatant and open miracles. Why didn't he just surrender and say, okay, the Jewish people can go? Pharaoh keeps justifying what he's doing. The commentators say some amazing things. One commentator says that Pharaoh said, well, maybe the blood turned, the water turned to blood because there was algae in the water, and Moses knew how to manipulate it and increase it, and that's how the uh, water turned to blood. And then because it was blood, so the frogs came because uh, the tadpoles usually get washed out to sea and they couldn't get washed out to sea. So the tadpoles came. That's why there were millions of frogs all over Egypt in the ovens and in in their, in every nook and cranny in Egypt. And Pharaoh looked at every plague and instead of seeing the hand of God, he denied it. He justified it. He rationalized how it could have happened without God. And we look at Pharaoh and we're, we're mystified. How could this be? But it's important to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, are we that much different than Pharaoh? If it's miraculous when the Nile turns to blood, how miraculous is it when it's water? Isn't water miraculous? Isn't this world miraculous? If we can look at the Milky Way, look at the incredible world, look at another person, look at eyesight, look at DNA, Look at the Grand Canyon, look at a tree, look at flowers, look at a zebra, look at a giraffe, look at a hippopotamus, and not see the Creator? Perhaps we're like Pharaoh. People say, well, there's science, there's evolution, there's the Big Bang, there's the age of the universe. All these things are a recipe for perhaps how God created, how the world was created. But the recipe doesn't explain the chef. The recipe is just the recipe of how it was created, but how can you have a creation without a creator? And we can go through life blind to the creator. And we see another person, we say, oh, look, there's another person. Without seeing the infinite, the infinite within that person, godliness within that person. We could see a sunset, we could see the Milky Way, we could see this world without being blown away by the obviousness of the Creator. Why? Because we get busy. We get lulled into a sense of, okay, I've seen this before. Pharaoh had every reason to deny it. Right? These were his, slave, his slaves. He didn't want to let them go. So he justified it. And sometimes we don't want to see the greatness within others. We don't want to see the greatness within ourselves. So we sort of close our eyes to the obviousness of the Creator. The stories in the Torah are not just a lesson about what happened, the story about what happened. It's a lesson for us today to internalize. How can I improve? And perhaps we can look at the story of Pharaoh 
and say, wow, it's possible to be so blind. It's possible to completely miss something that's staring you in the face. So let's take this lesson and go out into the world and open our eyes and see the incredible world. Look at each other. Look at, look at our children. Look at our family. Look at, look at, the, look at nature and, and look at the manifestation of God within, within nature. And not fall prey to what Pharaoh did to live a life of manipulating the truth. And just to end on a, a, a foundational question about the, about the slavery in Egypt. Why was it necessary for the Jewish people to be slaves in Egypt? You know, when God told Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation, he said, your children are going to be slaves. And then I'm going to redeem them. But why is slavery an integral ingredient, a necessity, in order for Abraham's family, to, for, for the Jewish people? Why, why did we have to have the slavery be the foundation of our nationhood? And in order to answer that question, we have to understand what is the purpose of our nationhood. Our purpose of our nationhood is to not live lives like Pharaoh. The purpose of our nationhood is to internalize to ourselves and advertise to the world that we are not just an animal. We are a physical body just like the animals have physical bodies, but we're above an animal. We have a soul. We can express our soul. Our soul is a part of the infinite. You know, there are people that just live on instinct. Animals live on instinct. Right, a, a, a lion will hunt for food and protect his young and and shelter. There are a lot of people that live like that. They live on instinct. They go to work. They protect their children. They shelter. The mission of the Jewish nation is to connect to our soul as well, to not only obviously protect our bodies, our children, our family, but to connect to our soul as well. True happiness is true self-expression. We're a hybrid. We're a body and a soul. We need to not only express our body and keep our body safe and healthy and well-fed and well-cared for, but we also have to take our soul, take care of our soul. The way we do that is by connecting to the infinite, by connecting to God, by living our values, by living our principles, by living ethics, by living a, a good life, by learning, by growing, by connecting to inspirational good people, by, by, by trying to transcend the physical, from our anim- transcend our animal self. How do we do that? We do that by connecting to God. And just like make, making wine, you want to make the best wine, you squeeze a grape and the wine comes out. In order to train ourselves to bring out our soul and train the world to be able to live at our collective soul, we needed to be in Egypt as slaves. Because when you're a slave in Egypt, you're forced, or it's much easier, to cry out to God. If we had an app that measured how many prayers were said in the year 2020 versus the year how many prayers were said in 2019, 2020 would would be much more. Why? Because it was a tough year. When things are tough, our natural reaction should be to connect to the infinite. And the foundation of Jews was in Egypt because that's where we're going to be trained to light up the world by living with our soul first, 
by living our values, by living our ethics, by living a spiritual life. And the way we do that is by turning suffering into prayer, by reaching out to God during times of suffering. And that's why our nationhood had to start in Egypt in order to internalize this lesson and spread this lesson around the world. So let us live our mission. Let us live our mission as Jews. Let us live our mission as children of the infinite. If you are a human being and you're listening to this podcast, that means that you are a piece of the infinite, a chilek al-kamimal. And let's not get lulled into what might be a little convenient, as Pharaoh did. Pharaoh got lulled into rationalization. Oh, okay, it just happened. Well, how did it happen? Somebody once said to me, well, I saw a YouTube video and they explained the thing that that there was a million years, a billion years, a trillion years. You can never get beyond the fact that if you have a creation, you have to have a creator. And if you have a creator who created space and time, it has to be above space and time. And if it's above space and time, there's no, there's infinite. And if it's infinite, if the creator is infinite, he's here right now. And I can connect to the infinite because I'm here right now and the infinite is here right now. We can't necessarily understand the creator, but we need to embrace the creator, talk to the creator. And that's how we fulfill our true mission in this world. So let's live it. And spread our actions. I often walk into the subway and I have, I don't often walk into the subway, but nowadays I haven't taken the subway in a while. But when walking into the subway, it's a Jew's mission to express and to share. Really walk around the subway and walk over to each person and say, you are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. And it might be a little awkward. So maybe instead of doing it with your words, let's do it with our actions. Let's act in a way where people see, wow, that is so much, that person is not just making a living. That person is not just sheltering his children. That person is living a spiritual life. That person is connected to something much greater than maybe we could see with our five senses. Let's use our sixth sense, our soul, to connect to the infinite. And help everybody realize their true potential. Have a beautiful Shabbat.